I think we'll, I think we'll be free. Yeah. Like, even when I let the dogs in, I have to wipe their faces because they come in my face and they have yeah. pollen on their face. And then I start sneezing. So but oh you're right. God. We're almost done. We're almost done. Okay, guys. So we're going to start the interview now, guys. Welcome to Disruption Magazine and Drinks with Dillinger. I'm here with Summer Dennis, R&B sensation. She's all about music, fashion, and lifestyle. I love that because it all intertwine with each other. So I'm like checking out your EPK, you know, re reading your bio. And it says that you grew up in a Christian household, which as well as I am, like my grandmother was very stern on going to church every single Sunday. That was the rules in the house. Even as an adult, you had to get up every single morning. You had to go to church. And <laughs> you know the song. <laughs> but I enjoyed it though, Summer. I'm not gonna lie. I was on the choir. Like I'm, I'm very keen on teaching my kids as well about the Bible, you know, about the word and really even my community, I like to spread the word because I feel like, you know, we get lost sometimes without that. So it's a good, it's a good thing. And, you know, especially when you learn and you really know how to praise and worship. So what was it like for you, you know, growing up in a Christian household? Because you're singing R&B and a lot of the greats, like someone that you love, like Whitney Houston, Shaka Khan, they grew up the same way. So tell me what was your experience like growing up in a Christian household? Well, um, you know, first of all, I'm... I'm also, you know, my parents are immigrants, so we, not only are you at church, but you're at church rehearsing from the time yes. you materialized. Like, I mean, my mom was taking me to all of the praise and worship rehearsals, like all the time. So I, I was harmonizing when I was like, before I got to kindergarten, cause like, you just get planted in the environment and now you're leading praise and worship too. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I was at church all the time, nonstop church, 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 church. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, I mean, it's just so much, so much music. And, you know, I've, I've been leading praise team my whole life. So, um, act, like, singing is very important to me. There's not a lot of singers anymore with the mic on they're not singing anymore so yes you know like when you when you're raised in church everybody can sing <laughs> so, it's also well, like you know that's what they tell you we're all competing against each other like we're immersed in this culture and um you know my church my church churches that i grew up in were relatively conservative so I mean that's that's an experience in itself beyond the music, but it's definitely something that has um, shaped how things are. Shaped how things are for me. So, and church church is just you know it really it, I think it prepares you to be in the music industry in a way, especially as a woman. I think it's just. It, it just kind of like you get used to just being theatrical and musical. Yes. Like my yes. whole growing up was a production. So, you know. I can I can see that. Yeah. You know, being in church, it, it teaches you that. And then you were like the director, right? So you already had like full blown <laughs> responsibility, being in charge orchestrating everything. So it already kind of like led you into that role. And although, 
you know, gospel music is different from R&B. Some way it, 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 it always meets, right? Gospel and R&B always meets, which is a good thing. Um, and, you know, with R&B music, you know, Diddy's always saying, oh, R&B is dead, R&B is dead. What do you think about that, though? You know, honestly, because I, I was feeling like that <coughs> for a while, but then we have so many great artists like yourself that are that are not like so much in the mainstream that don't get the credit that they should. What do you think about just R&B right now? You know, I don't think R&B is dead. I think we've come across a, a generation that was very in they were just kind of pulled into this trance of electronic music and i think since you know it was so easily accessible before you know you have a song like computer love they're in the mm -hmm. studio and that took work 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 like to you don't have the machinery to do those sounds now you can push a button in your own house and you know you don't have to be able to sing you can just <laughs> into your into your phone even like you don't even need to go to a dance studio anymore so it's like i think people just were lured into this space of oh i can do it too or you know the computer stuff sounds great and i think you know what diddy said about r and being r and being dead i don't think r and died i think the human ear forgot the beauty of the actual human the sound mm -hmm. so it's not really dead and i mean I, you know diddy says a lot of stuff i think that was a way to kind of get the conversation going yes actually like he has jazzy now and she's i mean i love her music i'm glad that he is pushing her out i think that conversation before releasing jazzy's music kind of helped her release too if you tell everybody, oh, R&B music is dead, I'm bringing it back, that's a, that's a great campaign. So I'm glad he started the discussion. Um, but we are out here, Mr. Diddy. <laughs> We're yeah, out like... I'm not that's... dead. <laughs> like, at at all. One, you're the one mingling and in investing in artists that aren't artists. You're the one doing, doing the computer thing. So it's like that level a person needs to start investing more into real voices. R&B is not dead. Vocals aren't dead. We just need the platform because people want to hear it. No, I, I, believe I agree. I would rather listen to R&B all day, every single day and gospel music. You know, when people ask me to plug up my phone to the aux cord, right? I'm like, you sure you guys want me to do this? Because you're either going to get R&B or you're going to get gospel music. There's no <laughs> in between. The rap music that, that are downloaded to my phone is artists that I've probably interviewed or artists that I know personally, like, or very old artists, not none of the new generation right. style music, because I honestly don't understand what they're talking about anyway. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like pointless. I'll just hear their music on the radio because it's, it, it all kind of like trickles and sound the same. That's why I love R&B, you know, and for you, you know, what you're one of your influences is Whitney Houston. And I finally watched the, the new um, movie that she had. Okay. Um, and, you know, I got a little teary when I was watching, right? I don't know if I was because I was on the plane and I was already like high up in the sky. I don't know what, what it was going on, but just rewatching it. And we know this is probably like the millionth Whitney Houston, Houston movie that has come out. We've had several, and I'm grateful. <laughs> yes, no, honestly. I'm like, take another one. I'm ready. <laughs> no, honestly, it's like so much of it, 
So, you know, with your, with, with your sound, right? I can hear a lot of that from, from that era of music. What is your inspiration or who is your inspiration? Like who really inspired you to really focus on R&B music? Cause you could have went straight into gospel. You would have won any way you put it. Um, as far as whom, I wouldn't give it a who outside of the artists that I'm inspired by, like the really dope R&B singers. I would say, as far as expressing myself, my only problem with gospel music, you know, I saw a, a conversation with um, Tamala Mann did a song with Nicki Minaj, right? Mm -hmm. And she was talking to, I don't know if it was Lecrae, I can't remember. I'm sorry, I can't remember whoever It's okay. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm watching the conversation and they're talking about all like the pushback they got for making the songs that they made and if you are in the gospel industry and you have started there and then you try to sing about anything else or collaborate with anybody else the whole church and by church i mean like all the church people that yeah listen to this type of music they're gonna come down on you you know you don't have the freedom of expression in that industry and it's a shame because I mean, I, I, I would sing those songs, but I can't express how I truly feel as a woman. I can't express the experiences I had in emotion, um, excuse me, the experience that I had in relationships. I can't express like as a black woman, like, wow, I'm going through all these societal things with bigotry and racism. Yes. That's not, accepted in gospel music i'm not gonna say people haven't tried it but it's not welcome because keep in mind like a christianity is a white-centered religion in this country so it's like it for me it's more like what's my experience in that industry and how i can express myself and i haven't really found that a woman especially a black woman can be frank in gospel music in their praise and I'm hoping that can change because I, I like singing the songs. I like praising the Lord. But my album is called, um, is going to be called Mr. Wonderful is Dead. And you can't mm -hmm. talk about the failures of men in gospel music. Like, it's just, I it's unfounded. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of like a big no. <laughs> it's not investable on either side, business side, consumer side. Like, they're not, I, I don't know if an audience is ready to receive that. So... Freedom of expression is really what draws me to R&B music. And I'm just, I'm really excited that I was able to tell the stories that I was able to tell on this album. And talking about your forthcoming album, <laughs> right? Let's talk about that. Wow, like you're, you're four albums in, amazing, excited for you. Congratulations on that. Um, Explain that a little bit to your fans and what could they expect for, from this forthcoming album? Because basically at this point, you're a seasoned artist, you know? Oh, <laughs> thank you. And, and one of your songs made it on Billboard. What was the name of that song again? Your, it was um, about everything. Everything, yes. And you, you made it, what, number 30th on the Billboard charts, which is phenomenal, thank by the way. Thank you so much. Because thank it takes a lot to, to, to get on Billboard. It's not one of those easy charts that you could just say, you could just jump on it. Like, your song really has to be hot. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you really got to have a you. hot song. So, you know, 
what was first? Let's 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 talk a little bit about the billboard, and then we'll divert back into your album. What was it like, you know, just to see your name, your song charted? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of surreal. I've been I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been I you know what I didn't I didn't start recording at the first album. I've been in studios for like my whole life, so you know, you're, you're marching towards this goal and you're like, you have a vision for how things are going to turn out. And, um, you know, see, seeing it finally happen after all that time, it was definitely like, a whoa, <laughs> like it, it was just, it was, it was an interesting moment. It's something I didn't, I didn't expect for real. So I'm just glad that it happened. I really am. And I, I hope that that got me some credibility because, you know, credibility is really, really important. Like you have to, you have to be verified as a talent to the social media crowd. Oh, tell me like, about it. For them to even play your song, for them to come to your show, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough getting started out here. So that I, I'm hoping that was something that will give me some credibility. Um, it's really, it's really nice when I do interviews to like hear about it. It's really dope that you brought that up. So I just, you know, it's, it's surreal and it does give me a lot of, um, well, I, I guess I'm super competitive. So now I'm like, I want the next song. No, congratulations on that. And definitely, I'm definitely rooting for you for number one, because that is major, because that leads to a Billboard Award and on and on and on. And you just keep climbing up the ladder. So, but, <laughs> so now you got to tell us about this new album that you got coming out. Um, So Mr. Wonderful is dead. I, um, I did a lot of stories about... Um, I wanted to do stories about real woman experiences, um, you know, and not so specific that people are like, oh, that's never happened to me. I can't relate or that would never happen to me. I can't relate. A lot of the experiences are kind of summaries of different relationship outcomes that a lot of us have experienced. I've got a song about cheating in there. You know, I've got a song about being really into a guy that's like kind of embarrassing that's ain't nothing right right anything but, right yes no i i definitely was gonna call you out about that <laughs> that song right because <laughs> at the beginning of the video and for all the females that's watching and listening like we've all been through this we've all been with a guy that our friends our family members they're like oh no he's just not it yes. you can do better but in your heart and your mind, you know, he makes you feel good. And when you guys are together, you're having a good time. So what is the problem? I don't care what you say. I'm still going to be with him no matter what. No right. Matter what. And, and that's basically where you were, what were you, what you were saying in the video. Um, yeah. What was it like, you know, just creating that song? Anything like anything <laughs> new. Like, I love that. Well, you know, I, I wanted to start there. I wanted the album to tell a story and I wanted to start there because I've, 
I've had the experience of, you know, the social media conversation about breadwinning, who's going to pay for the dates, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I, I have had a lot of jobs. So like typically when men date me, I'm an opportunity because I typically have my, my life together. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable. So I've worked, I've always worked a lot. Like it's not, and people have looked at me like, oh, like, look at, you know, what you've been able to do. I never look at it as something anybody else is unable to do because it didn't come from one job. I, I work a lot of jobs and then I'm dating somebody and they've come into where I live and told that they could contribute X and they're actually contributing Y or zero. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and unfortunately, like once you start getting real with a lot of people around you, because one thing about being a Christian woman being in the church, we don't really talk candidly about what really goes on in relationships. Like I really had to discover this through trial and error. You know, nobody says this is what happens in relationship. This is what men are capable of. They say mm -hmm. don't have premarital sex. So it's like surprise party after surprise party for me because I grew up, my parents still love each other. They still are married. Yeah. So you you think I'm going to extend certain things to this man and they're going to be like my dad or be like my uncle. Like, you know, you if you if you grew up with decent men around you, it's mm -hmm. my dad's extravagant. I was speaking about the others when I said decent. But anyway, I love that. Grow up where the worst guy that you deal with is like a minister. It's like you really don't know the bars in hell. And then no. you get into it and you're like. The bar is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, every woman around me is paying all the bills. What happened? What happened to protecting and providing? And I, I'm the man of the house. Like they're actually not doing this. And they're no, going talk they're to not. aunties, like the Gen X aunties and stuff. They were going through that too. And many of the boomer aunties too. It's just that Christian culture is my man, my man, my man. Uh-huh. And so I'm a former my man, my man. And now I'm like, guys, this is <laughs> we have to start being honest about these stories. Yeah. I yeah. And, and, and I think that's <laughs> that, that that's good that you say that because you know, I'm very keen on that too. You know, I grew up, my, my parents never got married, right? But my father was outstanding, still outstanding. And my mom, she is such a, a provider and never like needed a man to be who she was and was so whole right but my father always my, my father always did what he had to do so financially it wasn't a, a back and forth situation with him or her even today as a grown adult you know i could still call and, and, and depend on my dad and my dad is married and he is the provider in his household not saying his wife doesn't work she works She's a manager within her company, but he still takes on majority of the responsibility. And I feel like the men now and some of the men from back then who didn't grow up in like great household because my father grew up in a household where his parents were married. Everyone lived to, you know, him and his siblings lived together. They built, they went to church, they did family things together. So it does go back to how you were raised. It, so it, the, the the men who are having issues with being the men is because most of the time I can honestly say they grew up in a single family home. 
you know, with just one parent, because now you 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 see that okay, mommy's doing everything, whatever. My father's not doing anything, so you start thinking about oh, if daddy wasn't doing this, then I don't really need to do it because mommy got it. But it it necessary. That's not the truth. She just have to do it because as a woman, as a woman, we are not going to slack, especially when you have children. You're going to find the way to make sure everything is taken care of. And, and the wild thing, you know, even the ones with men in the house, the silent conversation that's being whispered around our generation is, wow, he's here, but his brain is not engaged with his family. You know, I don't, I don't have kids. I've chosen, I've decided not to have kids because I really want to do this music thing. I'm really inspired by Mary J. Blige's walk with like picking her career because um in, in this way because with music yes. like you really have to have a supportive father of your kids and most often what i see with women like all of us we're like there's a lot of us that are just right there we just need our little oomph and when you get behind the scenes and you talk to these women these career women these creative women these very busy women trying to keep it together there's something in that man that's in their house that is holding them back. And it's it, it might not even be intentional. They can just be dead weight. I mean, it could be as Woo! simple as it could be as simple. You have a great um a great uh feature coming up for your song, and your husband or your boyfriend doesn't want you to work with that guy. And now you've missed an opportunity trying to save your relationship. I mean, I've been in those situations and I've gotten to the Me point too. where I'm just like you didn't offer me something better. <laughs> you took something from me, but yeah. you didn't offer me anything better after that. It, it, it takes a bunch of reps and going through this quick because nobody's telling us. Nobody's telling us nope. when you really get into it with these men, when you really get into it, the societal condition of these men is such that we are the actual quiet leaders of the house carrying the emotional burden of knowing when everything needs to be done. And that's why there's no kids here, because I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> I, just not, I had a dude I lived with that like used to put his hands on my dogs. And I was like, I can't imagine what would happen if somebody did that to my child, because I almost had to kill him over my dogs. So if I got to kill you over a dog, what am I going to do from a being that came out of me? Like, do I kill you twice? Or like, you don't get it. <laughs> you know? Like, conversations we have got to have like the the girls in high school right now they have to hear this like I don't yes. want, I I especially being a Christian girl like the Mr. Wonderful thing I swore there was like a person like literally I was going to come out of college and he was just me waiting for me with a great career and, <laughs> you know totally like normal mental health <laughs> not no no trauma nothing just out here ready to be faithful to me right <laughs> just, Mr. Wonderful's here and he's not so <laughs> yeah yeah kind of he's the girlies it's 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 definitely not it's it's one out of maybe 10 that get that lucky and yeah that that's about it the rest of us we're gonna go through so many misters and I, I i like what you said you know you got to a point where you're like i'm going to choose my career you know my little sister is just like that like she doesn't have any kids and i honestly don't see her having kids and 
I'm kind of like okay with that for her not having kids. Like as long as it's focused on something that is beneficial for you. You're not having kids because you're with a person and they don't want to have kids. You know, yeah. it's all the decisions are based on you. And like you said, Mary J. Blige is a great example. Like she's happy. She's living her best life. And who knows? Look what this husband put her through. What would have happened if she did have a kid? Can you imagine? Like he got her for alimony. What if he got her for child support too? Oh and my God. Even watching the kids. Cause I've seen that happen to women. They're I've like the wealthier it. one and they have to pay child support and then the man doesn't even keep up with it. So now they have to chase down to the courts explaining this isn't equal anymore. Like give me my money back. Like it's, it's so, I just, the, the commitment of going into that space with somebody for 18 years, I like God, God bless the mothers. Like you guys have done something. I, I, I would have had to kill somebody. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're like, I didn't know I had to pick up my child on Wednesday and they go to school every day. I didn't know I had to do that. Like I've watched the conversations with, you know, my peers and I'm just like, why wouldn't he know that's his kid? Yeah. Or they call and they're like, hey, what's, what's their social security number and birthday? Why don't you know that? Know that. And they, they literally don't, and they're mad that we expect them to know. So the math's not mathing. Mr. No. Wonderful is dead. He's he's not here anymore. <laughs> he's not he's not he, he's not here anymore. We have to the moms who are having kids now or a little bit before my generation, um, you know, like every all the kids that's born like early two thousand and until now and and further. We, we have to be those moms to really embed things into our son's brains because we know what we've been through when it comes to, you know, being with men. And we want to raise better men because we need the men so society can be better, right? Because they're supposed to be the pillar. And it, it, it gets annoying when you constantly hear a woman like, oh, I'll just be single for the rest of my life. And it's like, you know, we weren't created to be that. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't created to be alone. But because the men are not the men, the women are doing the men things. It 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 does cause a problem with inside of the home. There are there's totally in their feminine era. Like, I don't I don't know what happened. I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's similar. Like, you know, this after Obama suddenly all the all the racists were like, ah, like, is it like after Me Too or after Equal yeah. Pay? They're like, ah, is it the same uh, yeah. dynamic? Like, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. And to, and, and then also, I feel like there's a level of animosity from this new group of men that I don't see. When, you know, you go hang out with the older gentlemen, there's a level of animosity for us that you don't necessarily see in older men unless there's something crazy with them they have their crazies too but yes just like the if you go in the comments too like i go in the comments on social media the things they say to us like oh you might be able to buy yourself that teflar bag but you gonna be alone forever why would you say that say that on somebody's post that you don't even know why right <laughs> and then being alone forever why is that a threat I'm fine. <laughs> and it should, it, it, no, you know what, Summer, it shouldn't be a threat. I had a friend, um, she used to say to me all the time, she'd be like, Kim, you don't understand what it's like to be single. You know, you always have someone. I said, do you think it's my choice? 
<laughs> Sometimes I would rather not have someone, you know, summer. I took a, you know, I was married and like, I'm honestly, let me explain it to you. Cause this, it's so funny. Like I'm singly married. Right. So here's the thing. I, I got into a space where I was just like, you know, I thought, you know, this was Mr. Mr. Right or whatever. Like things are great. Not saying he's a, he's a bad person, but I just woke up one day and I felt how you felt with Korea. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I really need to focus on the stuff that I really love. And this is not, this is the best time ever. Women are the focus right now. We've never had so much focus in decades. And I literally, one little mistake pissed me off. And I literally like packed my shit in. I was, I was out. Like, <laughs> no, I, I don't have a lot of patience and, you know, being, having had experiences with like trauma and abuse, you know, once you go through those motions a few times, especially with Christian guys, because the thing is like, they tell you go ahead and date those guys, but the entitlement that they're taught in the church kind of makes them even worse a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're, they're taught that I'm supposed to be your helpmate. And I'm like, but I just cleared all the bills. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm not your helpmate. I'm I'm your mom. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you, you are, you're in these situations. You go through those motions. You don't get that satisfaction that you were promised that was supposed to come with wifing and mothering. And, yes. you know, what, what you were shown in Disney films that, the Prince Charming's coming and he's going to make everything so great and save me from stuff. And it's just like, you know, we can save ourselves now. So I, you, I have to enjoy you now. Like, yes, I've chosen you, you have to be enjoyable. And I really think the other thing these men haven't developed, like, you know, they don't have personalities. They don't have interests. Like their interest is chasing after us and playing games with us. That's I agree. A lot of men actually like get off of going through the motions of playing with us. It's I agree. Just, it's it's literally their interest. So it's like <laughs> you you go through that so much. You're like you know nobody really told me relationships were like this. But when I'm on stage or when I've finished a dope document or when I've closed the deal, that feels better than me coming up and be like, hey, I washed the dishes. Do you want to like do something nice for me for once? somebody to to be with you the way you're with them you know yes. so and it becomes you know I'll I'll deal with a man sometimes and whatever other times I'll just go do what I do hang out with my girls be successful buy some new clothes we have other things we can do I, I agree I agree and I I can see, see from our conversation though you're very big on woman empowerment I think this this album would touch, especially we, we definitely want our younger generation to um, focus more on, on the things that you're talking about within inside of your music, because it's, it's very important. My, my daughter is 19. She'll be 20 -uh. this year. Yes. -uh. She's a big girl. She's I thought a big... you were 19. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to see an infant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. You're about to pull your sister in, like, this is my, this is my kid. Like, yeah, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I have. I had my daughter um, at at nineteen, which is so funny because she's nineteen turning twenty. I had her at that age, but got it out the way. I got. I got lucky. I got lucky. I could say I got lucky. I was one one out of the ten, right? Because. Their father, when we met, we met right when when he just graduated high school and I was leaving high school and he went into the, the, the Navy. He went right into the forces after, you know, into the military, right after he oh, graduated. Wow. So, you know, he already had his whole plan, like, you know, I'm going to marry this girl. We're going to have kids. We're going to build our life. And he, 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 he proposed to me before we even had the kid. And I was just like, wait a minute, I'm 18. I hold Aww. on getting married. It's kind of insane. You were ahead of your time, girl. Cause you know how many of us church girls got, got, got like that. <laughs> I know a lot of girls that are in jail, right? In that jail specifically the, I made this kid when I was a kid and the church married us. And now I am stuck with a monster. Like, so you were ahead of your time and the women at your church because kudos to you, man. I love that. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't, I didn't think it was. I was like, yeah, no, let's wait. And, you know, I, I got pregnant, had the kid. But at that time, he had already basically moved me out of my mom's house. You know, he really set the tone with that because I went to go visit him and I never went back home until I was like six months pregnant just so my mom and everybody could see me and, you know, get that feeling to have the support of the family around me. And he's like, you still don't want to get married? I said, no, we can wait. You know, I still don't want to rush. We're still young. We still have time. We're still growing. Um, and we had our second kid. We had our second kid and it was like, okay, we're done. And he was just like, no, we're going to have more kids because I grew up in a household. I have, five five siblings and so with six of us in the house and he was oh. the only child so him being he's collecting like poly pockets right now yes he's, he's like, like oh he's my god this is exciting catch him all moment. <laughs> yes he was he was excited about that and unfortunately you know he 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 got killed and <gasps> we didn't get to that point oh my gosh but the blessing in it all Damn. right i know i know life so I always try to tell women to kind of slow it down a little bit. Um, his mom, she you know, she really wished that we did get married. Um, she was like, you know, that would be great for you. You know, you'd have been well taken care of the military. But the whole time, remember, I'm young. So I have two kids. I'm 22. I'm just like, what the hell am I about to do? So I honestly took a long time to even start dating again. I focus on just work taking care of my kids. That was it. You seen Kim, you seen the two kids, like everywhere I went, it was me and the kids. And then the extra person would be like one of my siblings. Cause I'm like, okay, come, you're not that far, far from their age. Come on. I'm taking you with me. So I always try to tell women, slow down the pace, right? Even, even with having kids, like you need to be a hundred percent sure, because if this man leaves, remember you are responsible for that child because Girl, that man could disappear any given day. I I was living with a guy and he literally put my stuff in trash bags, took it to my parents' house and left it there. And when I, my dad like texted me and was like, y your stuff. Like I was at work and getting that level of embarrassing of a text, like, 
I'm sick yeah. to wake up. And, and I'm like, you know, I totally defied y'all. I left. Like, I'm good. And, and it's like my stuff is at their house. And I've got to explain this. And I was just thinking, like, what if we had a kid? Because he talked about children all the time. I mean, he has a beautiful wife and a kid right now. I'm so glad that he has what he wanted. But what if that had occurred before With he you. decided to bag up my stuff <laughs> and just throw it in front of my parents' garage? Like, it's just, I thinking about those moments. And I've also, you know, my parents and I, we, we have a great relationship. They're Christians, though. They'll push you out if they don't uh -huh. like what you're doing. That's right. And being outside and just thinking, I could, like, have a whole kid and be outside. I just, I'm, I'm so impressed with moms like you and other moms that can pick up and keep going because the the concept of picking up myself and keep going i'm i'm con consistently recovering from that and i'm covering mm -hmm. from all the recovering from the things with these men recovering from how society has treated me as a black woman you know i'm always recovering the fact that you are able to do that and you're able to provide for children by yourself like I, I, I totally you salute you. I, I honestly couldn't do it without a support system, though. You know, like my mom, their, their, their grandmother, my sisters, like my uncles being like the, the father figure that I actually needed for my son to step in and talk to my son with things that I felt would probably have been a hard situation. And I don't think as a woman, I should be teaching a man how to be a man. I'm sorry. There's, there's no way. There's no way. I don't care what the moms say. You can't. It affects these men a lot. They need to have a father figure. It doesn't matter who it is. Just get someone, even if it's somebody in the community that you know is a great father, outstanding guy, have him step up, step up and help you out a little bit. Get some mentors in for your kid because mentally you don't know what a, a man is thinking yeah, at the like, end of the day. Culturally, genetically like the whole makeup of the cis man or even you know if you're dating and they're a different um you know they're they're pan or something whatever either mm -hmm. way that y chromosome is a thing like yes yes <laughs> they are driven by i mean how we perceive humanity as women you know the way mm -hmm. we share and the way we communicate and the way we nurture there's just certain things they don't even have in them at all and I think, you know, moms that are raising sons, I think they can show them love and show them nurture. Oh, sorry. No problem. <laughs> they can show them the nurturing and the love and all this stuff, but what they don't pick up is what they're supposed to give back yes. when they get that nurturing and that love. They don't pick up, I'm supposed to protect now because they're not seeing somebody protecting their mother. So it's like, they that whole thing with all of us supposed to be their mom and their wife and their superwoman and pay all the bills like they really have to see a man do that stuff or else they feel entitled to that just to, yes and i see it i i see it so much in guys that get raised at church if their dad's either absent or their dad's not teaching them they become like oh i'm entitled to this nurturing i'm entire entitled to this woman carrying me Yes. And that, I think that's just where we are right now. There's been, a, I mean, between boomers and Gen X, it's just a lot of men 
not like your situation, but more like, I mean, my grandmother had like five baby daddies. Like she, <laughs> she got, she got. That, I feel like that was normal. And I, I tell my dad, I'm like, look what your mom went through. Why do you want me to try at all? Right. You're like, no way. <laughs> with these albums and I I wanted to touch on those things even though I haven't felt that abandonment from like a man leaving me with a child mm -hmm. I have seen it you know I'm holding the woman crying about it I've volunteered in shelters where they're there I love that husband is in the single family home by themselves and they're there with the kids <laughs> like it's just it's so many things so and it's not to say all men are trash. No, absolutely not. Wonderful concept. We have to humanize them. And the Prince Charming, the Mr. Wonderful, he's dead. I mean, these are, it's just another, it's a man. <laughs> we have to call That's, him it's just a, He's just a man. I think they're begging for that pressure to come off of them too. Because if you look at the conversations, they don't even want to buy stuff for us. They don't even want to pay the bills. They, they want the the pressure of patriarchal society often yes. they do enjoy the benefits. <laughs> it's like we I feel so bad for us because we're in this space where we're just like, okay, we have to eat up the the consequences of social change and hopefully yeah. everybody after us will have it smooth. But we're just at this crux point right now. I, I Yeah, no, no, no. The women are really at the point where like, yeah, I can do it. I got it. It's okay. No. We're making it too easy for them. That is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> can't I mean, make we're it passing easy. The, the debit card underneath the restaurant table <laughs> and letting them put it in the envelope. I mean, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, Listen. any man you see me with now, they're definitely legit. But back in the yes. day, girl, I was passing that card under the table so they wouldn't look stupid. No, <laughs> you look how you look. If I'm kidding, That's it. I'm That's paying. mine. Exactly. I'm exactly. And, and we're going home and you're going home. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I like, I'm so looking forward to like the, the music videos that you're going to have for some of these songs <laughs> that are going to be coming you. out from your album because the, the, the stories like, cause it's good stories because we all can relate, right? We we've, we've already made that right here in comparison with things that you have went through things i've went through things some women that we know have went through like it's it's going to be amazing with the storytelling process Thank because you. that is the key and that's what r&b gives and it gives that feel it draws you in you Thank cannot you. be sad and you turn on a song and you start going through all the motions and you're like well am i feeling like this because the words some some part of that song affected you yeah, and I I also was very intentional to not make a bunch of ballads. I do think, you know, there's there's a saturation of the sad, huh, like the the songs that they're not ballads, but they're ballad tempo and we're commiserating. We're like, look what he did. I wanted to give women a chance to turn their volume up and be like, rah, 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 <laughs> and the, like I would and it is it is not just like I really love rap. I love Cardi. I love Meg. They give me the opportunity to do this too. But I I love that Jasmine Sullivan gave us 
some bops that we can yell at the top of our lungs to. Um, Chloe's album that just dropped, she has a couple on there, like Cheat Back, where you're not necessarily yes. singing the slow, sad song. Like, no. You can you can drive and be upbeat and say, no, no, no. Okay. You don't have to cry about it. We're just dancing to it. <laughs> right. We're just, that's we're what saying what we're saying and we having a good time. And that's it. That's, that, that's <laughs> it. So your, so your new single is out everything you already hit the billboards what else can your fans look forward to in 2023 because i know summer is about to take over <laughs> well i i'm you know i'm going to release ain't nothing new in the beginning of may and then um i'm going up to new york shortly to shoot my next video Lorianne Gibson is who i'm working with for my choreography and creative direction she's really amazing cool. Thank you so much. And I also, um, June Ambrose styled my um, album cover in the last video. So I'm, oh. really, I'm really excited about the project. I'm excited for everybody to see it. And then, you know, we're gonna go record some more music. So I, even this, even though this is a fourth album, it's kind of my introduction to a bigger audience. I've got, I've got a bigger following now. I've got, you know, more support. And I'm just hoping to keep going. I hope that people love the music. And I've, I've got shows that are going to be coming up in the fall. There's there's all kinds of stuff. I just hope everybody hears the song, loves it, stays tuned for the next song and the album release. And I really, I really just want to continue to represent women and entertain everybody while doing that. And it's truly like my life's work. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I'm, I'm a tech writer, a business analyst, but those are the things I did to be able to do this. This like, now. Jobs on jobs, just so I could do this. So I hope that the public will receive what I'm doing and enjoy it. I'm already <laughs> receiving it, so I'm positive Thank that they you. would love everything that you have for the upcoming, for the rest of this year and, and beyond. I'm definitely looking forward to your next video and so forth. And you said you're going to be coming to New York City, so hopefully I get to run into you and see you. When you come to New York, I hope we're on the same schedule at that time. That would be dope. Um, <laughs> um, before we get off, please let everyone know where they can find Summer Dennis. <laughs> so if you just search for me on any music platform, all of my previous albums are on there. If you'd like to just get ready and, and marinate in some music. And then um, Instagram at It's The Summer, Facebook at It's The Summer One, and my website is summerdentist.com. So I, I'm going to be doing lots of conversations about the death of Mr. Wonderful on Instagram. We've already started moving on that. I would love to hear everybody's feedback on the topics that we're going to touch on. And, you know, just it, as society continues to do what it does, I, I, I hope we can all just keep our eyes open and everybody can enjoy what I present creatively as a result of that. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Thank you so much, Summer. Thank and you, Kim. Have a wonderful week, weekend, rest of the month, and let's get these allergies out of here. Girl, yes. And thank you for having me. You are gorgeous. And I I really enjoyed hearing about your story. Thank you for sharing with me. That was like 
very inspiring. Listen, <laughs> I, I thank can you. always use a good triumph. So. No, thank <laughs> you for having the good energy where I felt comfortable sharing my story. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great to meet in person. I'm looking forward Yes, to yes. I'll definitely try to coordinate with your team. All right, girl. <laughs> See you soon. All right. Take care. <laughs>